Hello there, hello. My name is Melanie Wallace, and we're about to get kicked off talking about, you know, we're having a study, uh, we're having sessions, and our sessions uh, is being led by the book, God is More Than Enough, by none other than uh, Pastor Tony Evans. So, introduction, Uh, you know, I'm thinking about everybody wants to know what is your secret? Everybody wants to know how do you look so good? Where have you found the fountain of youth? I normally get that question. I don't know if it's a a compliment or a shade, but again, I'm normally asked a question and I want to make this very personal to you. What is the one thing that people ask you about you? As we're looking at this study, I want you to know every need is addressed in Psalms 23. Regardless of the inadequacy or hardship that you are facing and how deeply you're facing it, no matter how problematic or distressful it may be, you need to know that the Lord is your shepherd. Psalms 23. This study is an in-depth study of Psalms 23. I'm often hearing people talk about 23 being my Jordan year. 23 is the year of victory. 23 is the year that everything is coming into perspective. And I could not have picked, I know this study was of God because I could not have picked this on my own. A couple of weeks ago, I was uh, sitting at my grandmother's funeral services, and I was reminded that her favorite scripture was Psalms 23. When I got this book, I had no idea. And as I began to study, I knew that it was indeed God. So what does Psalms 23 attack? It is an attack on our chronic inclination to look for fulfillment, y'all, in all of the wrong places. Sometimes we're looking for fulfillment in friendships, in relationships, in ownerships, in championships, in scholarships, and fellowships. They don't provide us real satisfaction. They do not provide us satisfaction. You know, we start looking for love and acceptance in all of the wrong places, in all of the wrong faces. And we allow ourselves to be more susceptible to trauma. And so I want to look at what happens when life, I want you to think about that, when life throws us in lemons, when trauma gets in the way because we've made some decisions. And some of the decisions, some of the trauma that we have, we have had no control over them. I want to make that clear. But let's go to 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7 says, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that surpassing power belongs to God and not us. You can get over, you can overcome any trauma, any heartbreak. Why? Not not through your own power, but through the power of God. 2 Corinthians 
12 and 10 says, For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. You can only be strong if you're in Christ Jesus. And I want to tell you something. You know, I I mentioned earlier, we start to look for love in all the wrong places. We start to look for love in all of the wrong faces and end up in all of the wrong places. Insanity, y'all, is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. I want to let you know something. We all start out on an equal playing field. That's according to Romans 3 and 23. It says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We may not all start at the same time, but we all have something that God had to deliver us from. And it's a process. Although no two stories are alike, what remains true is that we all need him. So I want you to think about something that people don't understand about your perspective what's something that you feel like you're misunderstood about i want you to think think about it what's something that you're misunderstood about and and while you're thinking about that i'm gonna i'm gonna go on and reiterate the world doesn't have the world doesn't have it all The familiar song I've searched all over and couldn't find nobody is indeed a tried and true revelation that is all too common. Your most trusted friend doesn't know all of the answers. And regardless of how good you are at something, you can't possibly know it all either. I want us to talk a bit about self-sufficient, self-sufficiency and self-reliance. According to the book, Self-reliance, I'm, I'm sorry, according to the book, self-sufficiency is the sin of pride. It's thinking that I can function independently of God. It's thinking that I'm all I need and I can take care of everything on my own. This book made me think about how much emphasis we place on training children to be self-sufficient Look, he can hold his bottle by himself. Look, she can feed herself. Look, she can walk. I couldn't help but wonder if we place Jesus at the center of a child's life at this stage, what a difference it would make in their overall outlook of self-sufficiency and self-reliance. I want us to know that the goal shouldn't be to rid oneself of being self-sufficient because it has been important in survival. I want you to know this, that the same is true with self-reliance. It's important that we maintain a God-centered balance. The driving message of Psalms 23 is, if the Lord is your shepherd, he will indeed meet all of your needs. So my question to you is, do you trust him? If you don't trust him as much as you should, or if you don't trust him at all, there are at least three things that stand between faith, your faith and God. It's either anger, ignorance, and or fear. How do you know that you trust God? You know that you trust God when you go directly to him. 
What does trusting God look like? Trusting God is personal. But you exemplify your trust in him by following his lead, by following the scriptures, by reading, by building and developing a personal relationship with him. What do you believe is the key to happiness or a fulfilled life? The secret to finding balance is The secret is finding balance in self-sufficiency and self-reliance in him. You know, the world revolves around the pocketbooks and priorities of people who are hurt, helpless, and broken in pursuit of more. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting more. I want you to know that just like sex sells, hope in a bottle sells too. The world paints the picture of you being happy with a house on a hill. But what you don't see is the lack of honesty in this world. What you don't see is the brokenness and the loneliness that comes along with with the absence of God-driven sufficiency and God-centered self-reliance. Again, God-driven sufficiency and God-centered reliance. So I'm going to ask you a question. Are you willing to let God take you out of the box? Psalms 23 gives us the pathway to fulfillment or a roadmap on how to get there.